this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we are going to be unlocking the United States UAP Disclosure Part 4. <laughs> so um, we begin Part 4 with Miss Luna, who starts speaking to Mr. Grush. Um, her uh, Mr. Mr. Grush is the Tennessean lawyer, the Tennessean. <laughs> no. Who, which was Mr. Grush? Mr. Grush is a whistleblower. Oh, yes. Okay, He's go one on. of the whistleblowers. Oh, and he's, so there's three whistleblowers. Yeah, they're there's, questioning. Just to remind everybody, there's Mr. Grush, there's Mr. Graves, and there's Mr. Fravor. And Mr. Grush is the one that he um, is like... I don't want to say a star witness, but they seem to be going to him first for a lot of questions because it seems like he has more knowledge of, like, the government cover-up aspect of it yeah. and the reverse engineering aspect of it and the aspect of actual um, aliens, extraterrestrial, non-human entities, whatever you want to call them. So they're really, like, pushing him because those are the, like, questions people want to know the answers so, Miss Luna does ask him, in the last couple years, have you been in fear for your life uh, for addressing these issues? And then he says, yes, I have personally. Miss Luna then states, I just want everyone to know that he is coming forward in fear of his life. To put into perspective, if they were really not scared, they meaning like the government, about this information coming forward, UAPs, aliens, and such... Why would someone be so intimidated like that? And then she goes on to say, to your knowledge, are NHIs working with advers adversarial foreign and governments in either technical exchange programs or back engineering programs? Mr. Grush stated that he did not have data on that and he's not sure. Miss Luna, then asked him, have you heard or had any people come forward, you know, to present that evidence? He said that he did not, that not the particular particular evidence um, that she just exposed. So not on that. Miss Luna stated that on April 19th, uh, Dr. Kirkpatrick, head of Arrow, had said that he did not find any evidence of UAPs or that you did not find any evidence of, of UAPs. Um, he also, you also stated that you had an interview that you had briefed him on information that you were uncovering, but he did not follow up with you. Were the items that you divulged to him regarding national security? Mr. Grush did admit that yes, that they both had uh, classified conversations in April of 2022 before he overtook AARO, Arrow, in July of 2022 that he provided him with concerns that he had at that time. Miss um, Luna then asked, do you have, do you know why he may not have followed up with you? And Mr. Grush just stated obviously that, you know, unfortunately he could not read his mind and that he wished that he had more information and he was happy to give counsel to him on to where to look and to, you know, for, to help Arrow. She asked him, you received prior, or she stated, you, you received prior approval from the Defense Department to speak on certain issues, correct? Grush did admit, yes, correct. Through the Dobster DOD, the pre-publication and security review, 
I just wanted to remind the public they're looking from a security perspective and these are my own personal views and opinions, not the department's. Ms. Luna states, I'm asking that mainly because I think many people want to discredit you. It does bring a certain amount of credibility to your testimony. Mr. Grush then stated that he is requ required by law to do that as a former intelligence officer or he will go to jail uh, by, by um, like stating the classified information revealing. Miss Luna stated that, yeah, you know, we don't want you to go to jail. <laughs> the next question is, was for Mr. Graves and she asked him, can you explain to me in detail the event that occurred at Vandenberg Air Force Base? <clears throat> Mr. Gra Graves stated in 2003, a large group of uh, Boeing contractors were operating near one of the facilities at Vanderburg Air Force Base when they observed a very large 100-yard sighted red square that approached them from the base uh, from the ocean and hovered at a low altitude over one of the launch facilities. So basically they saw a big-ass mm -hmm. UFO. Um, this object remained for about 45 seconds before darting over the mountains. There was also a similar event within 24 hours later that same evening. Um, the first morning event had happened at 8.45 a.m., and later in the evening it was <clears throat> post-sunset, and there were reports of other sightings on the base as well, including aggressive behaviors. Wow. And some of the security guards at rapid speeds before um, darting off. So, yeah, I guess the U UAPs wow, were Wow, so like they were really aggressive. aggressive. They're not supposed to be aggressive. Yeah, they were. <laughs> we don't know, but... Usually we're the aggressors, not them. Yeah, and he went on to say that this information was received through one of the witnesses that have approached, um, they actually approached him at the American for Safe Aerospace, which is one of the ways that they can now safely report without having any stigma against them. So Miss Luna obviously had questions about that, and she said, was this documented in any official form um you know, any official forms, whether it was police or whatever. And Mr. Graves did say yes, it had been reported. They had official documents and records from the event and um, that witnesses had, and they've been held on to for years. So they've had these for years, but it was not public knowledge. So why are they... Why? Always have to ask it. I'm always asking this. Why? Yeah. Like, why are they now releasing all this information? I don't know, but, I mean, it has been over 30 years that they've known about this. And this is yeah, just like, very recent. But, but, and not even that they are releasing the information, but they, but the government did so much to discredit yeah. the thought of aliens, UFOs, weird happenings. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like, oh, it's cool, we're just hiding this from you. It is actually like we are... We're not just omitting. We are actively, like, trying to yeah, lie like, to you. Yeah, um, like a disinformation, yeah, basically. Like, yeah, a yeah. disinformation. Miss um, Luna went on and said, would you be able to sketch what was witnessed? And have you seen that before or any other equipment during your flight time? 
Mr. Graves said that I have not seen what they described. So he's like not able to sketch it because he didn't witness it himself. Mm -hmm. um, he did say that this object was estimated to be almost the size of a football field. And he has not personally seen anything that large. He's wow. seen UAPs, but not the size of a football field. Like the size of a football That's field. That's crazy big. And red. So it'd be very bright in the sky because it's like bright red. That's so large. That's really large. Yeah, and aggressively, and there, and they said that there was more than one because That's they said that crazy. there was like a group of them. That's so not okay. It would cover so much of the sky. It would, would be yeah, very it obvious. Would just be, like other people should have seen it. Oh, they said there was many witnesses. Like many than many. Like yeah. Like whatever the closest city is, all those people should have seen. They should have, yeah. Well, it would have looked smaller, though, because where were they when that happened? They were at the Vanderburg, um, <clears throat> Vanderburg Air Force Base. Let me see where that is. Yeah, and it was a red square. Vanderburg Air Force Base. Okay. Yeah, and it hovered at low altitude for 45 seconds before darting off over the mountains. It's, it's in California. Yeah, they said it came from the ocean, like it came from the west. Yeah. Not necessarily the ocean, but it came from. Yeah, it did. He did say. Oh yeah, from the looking ocean. on the map. Yeah, no, that would make sense. That it came from the ocean, and that, and that's um, that would also be why they were unable to see it anywhere else, because if it was just in the ocean, came over and then left again. Yeah. I mean, not that they were unable to, but that like it wasn't so massive for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, definitely other people could have seen it. Yeah. You know, the, 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 and there was more than one. And you know what else is there? At Van, whatever, Vander, Vandenberg Air Force Base. <laughs> it's a, There's a space launch complex number 10. It's a museum in Santa Barbara, California. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> And cool. that's over there, too. And it has, like, pocket rocket drive. <laughs> that's I a funny name. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But, yeah. Isn't that oh, interesting? That is interesting. So Miss Luna, she, um, in reference to the gimbal video Go Fast incident, I guess that's what they're calling it, she says, can you clarify because to our understanding, the footage was cut off at a certain point. What happens at the end of that for the Ameri American public who want to know? Mr. Graves said there was some instability with the object. It seemed to rock a bit. And then it... Uh, it seemed to rock a bit, rock a bit, <laughs> and that's the last that I saw on the video. Much of the data that I recommended to be analyzed would be consistent of radar data that would provide precise um, information on the object, as well as the fleet of objects that were also operating nearby. So there was a fleet of objects. That's crazy. Not just one. I wonder if that was like the motherboard. Like the yeah, mothership, like maybe the big red thing was the mothership, and then there was like all little ones where they all came off of. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense than just having like a multiple football-sized field. Yeah, aircraft. It just seems too big. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. It is space, and space is very large. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> So Miss Luna did say, in regards to the reporting procedures with the FAA, 
To your understanding, commercial pilots, are they receiving cease and assist letters from corporations for coming forward with information in regards to the safety for potential airline passengers? Wow. And Mr. Graves did say that he has been made privy to conversations with commercial aviators who have, yes, they have received cease and desist letters. Like, not to talk about it. So I wonder if they have to sign, like, a, um, what's that, when you have to sign it, don't talk? NDA. NDA. They might have to sign NDA. Yeah, I'm sure, that, yeah, for sure. Because if they're signing, they have to sign cease and, and desist. Well, no, you don't sign a cease and desist. The oh, cease they just it, give it to they you. They just give it to you, and that means that you have to stop. Mm-hmm. And these are people that already signed the NDAs then, right? Well, I don't know if there are NDAs. I'm just speculating. They there would. probably Every, are. Yeah, I mean, everybody has NDAs. To work or my work, you have to have an NDA. I'm sure you signed an NDA, and you don't even know you signed it when you... Mm, maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, there's HIPAA laws where I work, because I work in nursing Yeah, field. so it's kind of like the same thing, HIPAA yeah. law, and then the NDA just, like, for privacy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just non-disclosure, so you're not allowed to talk about it with anybody else. Yeah, so Miss Lunas um, then asks, so the American public should know corporations are putting their own reputations ahead of the safety of American people. And I think you would agree with that statement. And Mr. Graves just said it appears so. Miss Luna was out of time and she yielded to Mr. Malkovitz. Mr. Malkovitz, he had a question for Mr. Graves and Mr. Fravor. And he basically said, let's talk about the laws of physics. I heard you talk about speed and when those objects broke the sound barrier, did they make a sonic boom? Mr. Fravor stated, "I I was in a jet. You cannot hear anything. It's kind of loud in there. Mr. Graves said, yeah, you're not able to tell while inside the vehicle. I will say the objects we're seeing, we were seeing were spherical. These are different objects than this is a separate occasion. Yeah. They were seen were spherical and they were observed up to Mach 2, which is a very non-aerodynamic shape. Uh, what about G-forces, he asks. Could a human survive those G-forces with the known technology today? Both Mr. Favor and Mr. Graves stated no. <laughs> Not for the... <laughs> no. <Nope>. No. <laughs> Not for the acceleration rates that we observed. So they would not, we wouldn't, us humans would not be able to survive. Yeah, yeah. The G-forces would kill us. That's or crazy. Or knock us out and yeah. then we crash. I don't know. And then um, he asks, what about what they look like? How close did you get? Could you see a seam or a rivet or sections? And what I mean is, obviously, the jets you're flying have those things. Did these objects have those? Mr. Graves stated, I, did, I didn't have the detail and able to see that. So he wasn't, like, close enough to be able to see details. And Mr. Fravor said, we were about half a mile within the Tic Tac, which people say that's pretty far, but in airplanes, that's relatively close. And no... It was perfectly white and smooth, no windows. Although when we did take the original video that was out there, if you put it on a big screen, you actually had two little objects that came out of it. Other than that, no windows, no seams, no nothing. So he did actually say like the Tic Tac. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying two little, little ones came out of it. Little 
UFOs. Yeah. So it's like not just the one, it's multiple. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, what are they doing? Mr. Grush then um, said, uh, as a result of your previous, or he asked Mr. Grush, as a result of your previous government work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or direct knowledge yourself of non-human origin craft? Uh, Mr. Grush said, yes, I have personally interviewed those individuals. Um, Mr. Grush, he asked him, or he asked Mr. Grush, as a result of your previous government uh, work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or have you known a direct knowledge about ATS's advanced technologies that the U.S. government has? Mr. Grush stated that he was briefed to advanced tech, the preponderance of the defense departments, both space and aerospace compartments, programs, and then he said, yeah. He then asked, do you have knowledge or do you have a reason to believe that there are programs in advanced tech space that are sanctioned? Mr. Grush said, yes, I do. And when you say that they are above congressional oversight, what do you mean? Mr. Grush explained that it was a complicated question and that he said, I'd call it abuse here. Congressional oversight of a conventional special access programs all use Title 10. The DOD is an example. US 10 Code Section 119 discusses congressional oversight of SAPS, discusses the depth of SecDef's ability to waive congressional reporting. However, the Gang of Eight is... <laughs> I don't know what all this What's stuff is. What's the Gang of Eight? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I need to find out. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, the Gang of Eight is at least supposed to be notified if waived. And acknowledge SAP is created. And that's public law. Okay, so the Gang of Eight is a... Co- is a term for a set of eight leaders within the United States Congress who are briefed on classified intelligence matters by the executive branch. It's funny that they're a gang. Well, I guess, like, anything is a gang. I know, but it's just funny. Like, who do you rep? I rep the eight. They're part of the eight gang. The gang of eight. I don't know. So, I don't know. I mean, it's the... It's, it's the government It's the government. Gang. Like, I'm not surprised that they're calling themselves a fucking gang. Yeah, so the gang of eight, those eight government officials of the um, intel- classified intelligent matters, the executive branch, they are supposed to be notified if waived, and that is public law. And they're not doing that. Well, and, and the gang of eight is not doing their job. So you mean the gang is not um, they're following not, the law? No. That's and so funny because gangs usually do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a DOD. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Department of Defense. Come on, people. Um, then he asks, "How does a program? How does a program like that get funded?" Oh, I don't know, Heather. How would that get funded? I mean, they're a gang, so. <laughs> Mr. Grush says, "I will give you generalities." I can, I can get very specific in a closed session. And then he said, misappropriation of funds. Mm-hmm. All he can say is misappropriation of funds. Wow. That's it. Wow. I mean, and he can go to skiff and probably yeah. you know, really get down to it, but that's it. 
Um, Wowzers. Then he asks, does it mean there is money in the budget that is said to go to a program, but then something else happens and it doesn't go to that program? Like, obviously. Oh, you mean like everything? And then Mr. Have Grush. Have you seen the roads on California? You mean the money that doesn't go to the roads on California? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed to? The fucking dead gas tax? And then Mr. Grush says, yes. Oh, good. I have a specific knowledge on that. Yep. So ridiculous. I'm quoting people here. That's why I'm reading so funny, because I'm quoting. Um, do you, and then he asks, do you think the U.S. corporations are overcharging for certain tech they're selling the U.S. government and that additional money is going to programs? So they're just going to overcharge, you know? Yeah, of course they will. And then Mr. That's how it works. <laughs> Mr. Grush says, correct. Something like that called IRAD. I didn't look up IRAD, but. I will. I-R-A-D. IRAD. IRAD is Illinois Regional Archives Depository. IRAD sim- um, system? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Or is it IRAD military and government? Mm. Uh, IRAD is independent research and development. He says, correct, through something called IRAD. That's where the money is getting misappropriated. Probably IRAD. independent research and development. The next question is... No, he says, uh, we have satellites all over the place. Ones we are aware of and ones that we are not aware of. We take pictures of everything at every point of every second. Mr. Grush, are you aware and do you have direct knowledge... Have you talked to people with direct knowledge that there are satellite imagery imagery of these events? So basically, like, why why isn't there any satellite imagery of yeah. these events? Mr. Grush did answer. Because they've been deleted. Well, he says, that was one of their primary tasks at NGA since we process, exploit, and disseminate the kind that kind of information. We have seen multiple cases, some of which my understanding since I left NGA in April. So that is my information cutoff date. So he doesn't have anything up until April. That's crazy. I personally reviewed what we call overhead collection, which is satellite collection, overhead collection from other strategic and tactical platforms that I could not have even explained to you. I have a degree in physics, by the way. I'm aware you have not seen the reports, unfortunately, and I do not know why. So he's like, I have a degree in physics. I can't explain it. Like, obviously, it's not of this world. Yeah. It's not, you know. Yeah, Our physics sure. does not. Yeah. And then he um, asked, do you have direct knowledge or have you spoken to people with direct knowledge that the imagery applies to crash sites and crashed imagery. Like, you can go on Google Earth. Yeah. Why can't you look down on a satellite and see, like, where it's crashed? Mr. Grush said, I cannot discuss that in an open session. Ooh. So there are, but most he likely. Isn't he supposed to, like, say everything? Isn't this the point of this? Is to, like, explain everything? He went on to ask, do you have any information that the U.S. government is involved in a disinformation campaign to deny the existence of certain UAPs? 
Uh-huh. Well, yes, 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 yes. That would be a yes, correct? Mr. Grosh stated, I cannot go beyond what I have already stated publicly in my That's News Nation bullshit. interview because it touched on other sensitivities. Mr. Moskowitz then yields the balance of his time, which was one minute, 10 seconds, and 22, or one minute and 10 seconds, to then move to Miss Fox. Miss Fox. Um, she goes on to say, Mr. Grush, in your sworn testimony, you stated the U.S. government has retrieved supposedly extraterrestrial spacecraft and other UAP-related artifacts or airfacts. You go as far to say the U.S. is in possession of non-human spacecraft. And some of these articles have circulated with defense contractors. Several other foreign military and intelligence officials have came forward with similar allegations and non, in a non-public setting. However, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of AARO, testified there has been no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity or of off-world technology brought to the attention of the office. To your knowledge, is that statement correct? And before we get into Mr. Grush's answer, I just wanted to remind everybody that Dr. Sean Patrick is now the director of AARO. He took over after he left. So now he's discrediting him by saying, well, we looked into all this and there's nothing there. That's why he was saying, I only know up until April. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, since April, there's nothing there? Yeah. Oh, my God. I call bullshit. Yes. So, Mr. Crush, Grush answers and states, it's not accurate. I believe Dr. Kirkpatrick mentioned he had about 30 individuals that have came forward to ARRO, and a few of those individuals have came forward were also ones that I interviewed. So, like, Wait, what the fuck? That's, like, conflict of interest, right? Like... No, well, like, Mr. Grush is calling bullshit. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't think it's accurate. No. 30 of those people came forward and told Dr. Kirkpatrick that they saw UAPs or whatever they told yeah. him they saw. And those same people, Mr. Grush interviewed him. So it's like, why would they now tell... Dr. Kirkpatrick, no, we never saw anything. Just kidding. Yeah. We never saw anything. Then Miss Fox interrupts Mr. Grush, but he continues by saying, she tried to interrupt him um, after he said that they he'd also interviewed them, and then she interrupted and, and said, I know what they provided Dr. Kirkpatrick and their team. Okay. Then, then, ra then he raises his voice. Oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. I read it really weird because I typed it weird. But basically, she interrupted him and she said, okay, okay, okay. Like, okay. And then he raised her, his voice over her okay. And he went on to say, I was able to evaluate information. Then she stopped him again and she said, okay. And then said, I need to go on. He then says, sure. But she says, my understanding is that the statement is accurate. It came from a direct quote. 
this is a contract, a contradiction is a perfect example of why we need to inject transparency in our government. So she's basically agreeing with him that it was a contradiction, but he thought she was, he was like going against him. So that's why he kept like getting louder, but she's like, no, okay, okay. Like she was not siding with him, but she was kind of, you know? Another example, look no further than the pitiful response to the Chinese spy balloon earlier this year. You may remember the mass confusion that ensued when the balloon first spotted over Montana four days after the first entered, it first entered the U.S. aerospace over Alaska. The Biden administration's initial inability to address the object grew into a continuous series of embarrassments. After the news of the balloon reached the mainstream media, we were assured that the balloon posed no threat to our security. However, after the balloon was allowed to transit the entire continental U.S., fighter jets were scrambled off the coast of South Carolina to shoot it down. This flip-flopping caused needless confusion, fear, and panic across the country. It is my hope the chairman and that it's my hope, the chairman, that this sort of confusion will not be repeated. We should investigate the extent to which elements of our government possess or do not possess information that is critical value to the human people. We owe it to our citizens of the nation to make sure our government is transparent and accountable. We must take make sure our government provides answers and Congress must do its duty to solicit those answers with the chairman I yield back. Then we move to Mr. Frost and that's where we're going to end for today with Mr. Frost. And we oh, will yeah? revisit this at our next episode. <laughs> Yay! You know what? Doing short little bits like this I think is better than doing like an hour long of the interview I think like because it's only it's only been a couple minutes you know yeah yeah well I didn't want to like it's a lot it was a lot of the same information for the UAP stuff and I didn't want to I don't know it was getting kind of like redundant so I just wanted to like kind of summarize it so I did summarize it a little bit more than I have in the other episodes oh good and the next one's gonna be a little more summarized because the thing is is I'm not leaving out anything, but their questions are very wordy and, and very, like, lengthy. No, and, and that's why we know. want to do this is to do it in layman's terms, not yeah. do it word for word. Because we don't know what, like, all the, the terms and stuff and all the yeah. weird stuff. Like, we just want to know what it is. Exactly. And, like, I we were so giggly in the beginning. I was like, there's no way, like... <laughs> I'm surprised I got through it as good as I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty interesting that they did see a fleet of football field size That's aircraft. so large. Like, that is huge. That's huge. And then the Tic Tac, now we know, had two little, like, UAPs coming out of it. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? What is going on? Were they about to, like, I don't know. try to conquer us? I don't know what they were doing, but that was off over the ocean. Yeah. That's you know? That was over the Pacific Ocean. And we're, like, right here. Yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy. And then how they're, he's, like, admitting that it's on record. I mean, we all kind of knew, but it's on record now with the, the misappropriation of funds. Yeah. That's through good. IRAD. I mean, 
That's, I love that, though, that they finally... It's on record. Yeah, that they're finally admitting to everything. Because everyone wants to just blindly trust the fucking government, and you can't blindly trust the government, as we know. Mm-hmm. Because they'll tell you you're crazy, lock you up in the loony bin, throw away the key, and then come out 20, 30, 50 years later and be like, just kidding, she, they were right. <laughs> and have no remorse over it whatsoever, either. No. How many people thought that, like, they, that, like, how many times have they been thought to be crazy because they saw an alien or UFO or something? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, like, friends and family are, like, thinking that they're crazy, and now maybe they won't think that they were so crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of validates a lot of people when they say they saw something in the sky, or, and we still don't know if they're off-world crafts. A lot of, I mean seems like they are but reverse engineering could be reverse engineering from other places also like in the world but probably not yeah because they did say like physically like with the physics like we wouldn't even survive that so unless it was operated by a drone or something or like Mm -hmm. only ai then it would make sense because there is an actual human inside of it but why would they need a football field size ai yeah that's so drone That it just wouldn't make sense. What, once again, what would be the motive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you it's always have to go through, go after the motive. Like why? It's got to be from another planet. Yeah, and we don't know what their motives are. Well, they were hostile. The Vanderberg. Or they Van- want to take over us, so they have to be bigger than us. <laughs> I don't know if they want to take over us, but take over our planet. Maybe. Okay. Well, let's. Um, so we will be back for an the next episode for the UAP disclosure. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to... Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And you can email us at conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com. And if you haven't, you can look at us live during these recordings and see what's actually going on on our Facebook and YouTube. So go follow us on either of those or all of them. And don't forget to follow us on TikTok also because we have a TikTok and and we can't go live on there yet, but we're close. So go like us so we can get live on there. Yeah, we want to go live on TikTok. So yeah, if you have TikTok, you can find us. Obviously, we are Conspiracies Unlocked. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye.